sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we are talking about two short stories. Pat? Elmore Leonard's 310 to Yuma, a classic, versus Audacious by Brock Adams. Yeah, uh, not his real name. We're both guessing. Yeah, it's... Brock. Who names their son Brock? Yeah, unless he's that guy from that cartoon. Yeah, or he's like a, a fraggle or something. Um, <laughs> and we're, uh, we're both under the weather. I think I was... Was I under the weather for the last one? I had a migraine. A migraine. Yeah. Uh, now we're both kind of, uh, I don't know, cold, fluish, I guess. So th- this should be uh, this should be a real high-energy episode from us. Yep, 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 yep. Aye, Poppy. We, uh, and, and not to mention the fact that we're doing two short stories, which is already, I'm sure, people are on the edge of their seats for. Um, just, I, I am uh, disappointed that more people don't love short stories. They, it's one of my favorite forms of literature. I like, I like, well, I like writing short stories too. Um, but that's just because I'm too dumb to write a novel. Um, but yeah, I enjoy short stories. Or too efficient. To yeah, yeah. Why say in five billion words what you can say in ten? Um, but. But uh, I, I do like short stories. There there are some problems I sometimes have with short stories, which maybe I'll get into a little on this one. Um, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, so so three ten to Yuma, the basis for uh, the film and a remake, um, and audacious from uh, the the best American mystery stories two thousand eleven. Yes. I think, yeah. Uh, the basis for no films yet, as far as I know. Uh, pretty impossible to film that one, I would think. But if they did film it, I think Aubrey Plaza has a, a lock for the, a role in it. Oh, she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. 310 to Yuma. Um, but... I wanted to talk about this because Elmore Leonard died re- recently, so it's another memorial episode. And I, I, I don't think he's – I think he's a great author in his characters. His stories sometimes are lacking, but his characters are always awesome. And yeah. short stories – with short stories, the, the, the plot isn't as important as the character. So – he really shines in a short story. And this is from early, super early in his career. I, I don't know if it's his first story that sold, but it's definitely his first story that went huge. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely went huge. Do you know the year of it? Is it early 60s, maybe? Oh, I'd say early 50s. 50s, early okay, 50s. that far back. Okay. Um, yeah, and he's... Uh, 1953. 53, okay. So he's got... Uh, this story is really short, actually. I didn't. Yes, extremely short. Especially for uh, for something to base a movie on. Um, obviously, they had to add a lot of shit to the to make to flesh it out for a movie. But yeah, I was surprised at how short the story was. Um, but but he doesn't he doesn't waste any words, um, which is partly why it's so short, and partly uh, and partly why it's what makes it well written in my mind anyway. I agree. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't waste words and it's, it's tense all the way through too. It, Oh, it, it definitely is. Uh, it starts out. That's what I was going to say. It kind of starts out right in the middle of the action and, uh, and never lets up. 
No, and yeah, it ends at not really at the end, but at an end. Right, and and uh, maybe maybe slightly corny at the end. Yeah, um, very fifties. Yeah. Right, what the, what's the exact line? It's uh, I have the book in front of me. I have to turn to the right page, but it's a, it's a very fifties thing to say. Oh, they, they go through all this trouble, and the guy says, "You really earn your money." And the 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 the, the main the the main character sits back and says. Or he's he was thinking pretty much the same thing. It's a yeah, very yeah. corny. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to ruin it, people. But if you haven't read the story, it's been out since '53. So where you've been in a cave? Yeah, there there's no such thing as spoilers from anything from '53. Um, duck and cover. That's a that's a, also a '53 reference. Um, so if you don't get it, go look it up. But you could. This is probably even available online. I don't know uh, this story. I imagine so. Yeah, it's and the movies. The movies. The first movie. I think they're both okay. But compared to the story, they don't. I don't think they're nearly as good. Yeah, I only saw the remake. Um, I might have seen the original as a kid, but I don't remember it. I, was... I think both of them. From what I remember, I I vaguely remember the original. But from what I remember, they both turn the the captured character for it is James Kidd. Yeah. Into a, a, a guy who not only is friendly towards the, his capture, but it helps him. Yeah. But it helps him. And, and it's kind of weird. It's not as good as the book where it's, he's just, he's friendly towards him, but he's not going to help him in any way. Right. Well, we, if you don't know the plot, uh, so it's about this deputy who's bringing a, uh, a dude who robbed a, uh, a what a Wells Fargo wagon, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, stagecoach train, I don't know, and uh, somebody ended up getting killed. This deputy's bringing him to Yuma. Um, he's already had his trial, I guess, to to go to jail, and uh, he stops in this little one horse town um, to stay. And there are the uh, the captured guy, James Kidd. His uh, he's got some of his posse there waiting to set him free. So it's all about whether or not this deputy can get him to the train station and on the train to go to jail. And in the short story, Scallon is the deputy and uh, kid is kid is around. It's it stayed in the stories in his early twenties and Scallon is a couple years older. So, you know, close, close to the 30 in the movie Scallon's played by Christian Bale and Russell Crowe plays kid. So it kind of, that's a kind of large part of the story. The kids, the James kid is kind of cocky and he's, he's not real uh, world weary and he learns something from the older guy, but that doesn't happen in the movie. Well, no, cause what Russell Crowe's got to be older than Christian Bale, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, at least he looks it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's, I mean, it's good. That's a good, uh, plot. You can't really, I mean, you could fuck it up. Obviously there's, there are lots of bad writers, but it's, a. Uh, It'd be hard to fuck it up, that kind of plot. Um, but he does—he does it like you said. He makes it very tense, and uh, his language is uh, very economical, and uh, and he keeps the mood throughout. And then, I mean, it it does end as we said, very very fifties-ish. Although, not not I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. Very very conventionally fifties-ish. But there were writers, you know, like Hubert Selby Jr. and and William Burroughs and even Jim Thompson and stuff in the 50s who were doing uh, a lot darker kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But Elmore Leonard was more of a populist, I guess. 
and I, this is right at his start. I don't, I, I, like I said, I don't know if it's his first, but it's right, right when he's first putting these westerns out. It's before he got into the. I, I, I thought his a lot of his Florida crime stuff was a little bit unfortunate. Uh, the later stuff that was more light, but it, it's before, he, well, well before he got into that. I, I don't know if I've read any of his Florida crime fiction. I know I used to always get him confused with who's that, Carl Hyacin? Yeah. Who yeah, also and, does something similar? Right. And Hyacin's a little sillier than Leonard, but there, some of Leonard's stuff is better than others. Yeah. Yeah, he was a, kind of a pulp writer, almost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But even as a pulp writer, he he is excellent characters. I don't think there's many people who do better characters. His, his, he really does create interesting people. Yeah, well, and, and I mentioned Jim Thompson, another pulp writer. He was also notoriously spotty. I mean, he even admitted some shit he just did to get a paycheck. He would just get drunk and bang something out, you know. In a, in a <laughs> I, think the, I think the difference is uh, Leonard's paychecks were a lot bigger. Oh, we definitely. Um, although Thompson did end up working with uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, towards the end of his life, so I don't. Yeah, I don't think he was ever made a lot of money off his writing. <coughs> his uh, his family did because he was one of those that was discovered more after he died. Uh, right. Yeah. Al- although I think he was you know big in France, just like the cliche thing. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so three ten to Yuma. Um, it, you can read it in about ten minutes. I don't know. Yes. Easy. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, at most. Um, so it's worth checking out. Anything, anything that really stuck out to you about it? There was one line that was silly but funny. I, uh, it was, uh, "Don't shoot the witness." It's just such a silly line. Don't shoot the witness. When uh, the the guy's brother comes in to to, or not shoot the don't shoot the messenger. The, when when uh, Bob's the the stagecoach driver's brother comes in to shoot kid. Right. And uh, and he, he shoot he points the gun. The, this brother comes and points the gun at kid, and the kid's like, and he's like, "Are you James Kid?" He's like, "Yeah, but don't shoot the me- don't shoot the messenger." This is a stupid, a stupid thing for him to say, and this made me laugh. Um, yeah, I, I don't even remember the line. I mean, I just read it. I, it it didn't stick out to me as more what I'm saying. But yeah, it was. Uh... Oh, I just I could I re- I misread the line. I misremembered the line. It was I I didn't shoot that messenger. Which isn't really funny, but I, I laughed at it because because it's guess still it, a play on words. Yeah, yeah. Or a play on a phrase. Right. Um. Yeah. There's there's not a lot to it. It goes. It goes where it's going. Uh, Did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, the the uh, ending was a little. I wish it it could have been a little more. Uh, the one thing I thought about the ending that would have made it more interesting is if there were two groups of people shooting at them, and one group was trying not to shoot Kid, and the other group was trying not to shoot the sheriff. Yeah, oh, that would have made it more Deputy. intense. Um, yeah, there and, we... it would have, and it would have made it so they're both kind of looking out, not looking out for each other, but both trying to evade things to get on that train. Yeah, I did like that uh, there was a shootout at the uh, train platform with yeah. uh, with Kid's uh confederates uh trying to trying to take out the deputy and uh i did like that the deputy didn't end up single-handedly killing all six of the <laughs> which is what would happen in the in the movies nowadays you know he, he took a couple out and 
hauled his ass on the train and was still getting <laughs> shot at and stuff. I don't even. I I I, I guess he took a couple out, but it, I mean, he he wasn't like an expert in any way. Right. Right. I like the 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 subtle uh, exchanges between the, the two main characters. I, I like the I like their conversations and how they're learning from each other, like what they were all about. Yeah, and that's that goes to what what I was saying about the economy of language, where he puts a lot across with with very little words. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, um, much like uh, Lou Reed, who we talked about last week. <laughs> I okay. I meant to mention it last week I, because I was thinking of Lou Reed lyrics and I totally forgot to bring it up even though it wasn't on uh, either of the albums we discussed but uh, I wanted to talk about that uh, how how he was able to do that with the in uh, Sweet Jane with uh, anyone who ever had a heart wouldn't turn around and break it and anyone who ever played a part wouldn't turn around and hate it that's really good writing that's saying a lot with very little um, with about as little as you can put into it but i think it says a lot you know Mm -hmm. because obviously people do break other people's hearts and people do play parts and hate them and uh, right yeah it just shows anyway this is unrelated to anything we're saying here but i I just feel like we're not related in that way where yeah yeah a few words say a lot yeah yeah um yeah no it's it's why the hell wouldn't you read it it's you can uh you can read it on the on the toilet even if you're just uh, taking a piss, you can probably finish it. Um, there's, <laughs> there's no, uh, no point not to read it. It's a, it's a classic and, uh, and worth your time. And I don't have a lot. I find it interesting that I, I don't know if this is the first place. No, it's not the first place I found it because a, a long time ago I read a book of Leonard short stories and this was in there and it's the one I m- remember most. But it's the only place I have. The place I have it is in a, uh, a collection of short stories called Hard Boiled. And when I think of hard boiled, I really don't think of a western, but it, it kind of transcends the western, and it is a a crime story, a hard boiled crime story. Yeah, yeah. No, it it definitely fits. Um, Which the, is a great collection. It's, it's, it's is this where you read it, the hard boiled collection? Yeah, yeah. And and that's you know that's one of my favorite styles of writing anyway. Um, right. Yeah. And no, it totally fits in with the the hard boiled stuff. Um, well, you want to you want to talk about uh, audacious then? Sure. All right. Uh, so this was one we just picked kind of at random. It was the first story in this collection, and uh, I thought it was interesting. Very uh, a lot of a lot of a lot more subtle things going on in this story. I think. Yeah, and definitely not a mystery. Not not a mystery at all. Uh, well, a mystery in that something mysterious happens in the story, but not a mystery in like there's a murder and we have to figure it out. Right. It's not a whodunit in any sense. It's more of a character piece. Definitely a character piece. Really kind of about, about loneliness in a way mm-hmm. about the different kinds of ways people can be lonely. Um, it's, it, it's about this guy who's what he's in his late seventies, I think. 74. 74. Um, and he, he, uh, his wife has died, um, which he said was one of the happiest moments of his life, right? I I can't, I can't figure out. I don't think it was, like, happy in that she's gone, but happy in, like, yeah, I'm not sure. That he was free. Yeah. No, it, it seemed that he cared about her. Right. But, but they'd been together for, what, 50 years or something, and, and it was just, like, the starting of a new life for him. When it, It's not like he was an evil guy, necessarily. No. Or, no. or really at all. Um but I thought that was a that was a very uh, 
noirish touch to put that in there. Um, yeah, so I think he he felt free anyway, uh, and he'd retired. But uh, once his wife died, he he had nothing to do, and so he uh, he got an office in the city and would just go there. And he'd planned on being a freelance writer, but he didn't really do much writing. Um, he just kind of wanted to get away from his house, and uh, he noticed at the train station a pickpocket, uh, a young girl pickpocket, um, every day, and he'd watch her and kind of like fell in love with her from a distance and got to know her and and uh she was um obviously uh kind of homeless semi-homeless she said she slept behind the uh vending machines at the station before she found an apartment with uh with some other people for, with the proceeds from the proceeds of her pickpocketing and eventually she comes to stay with him uh in his house and uh and then he finds out uh, when he goes to get some milk, he sees her picture on a milk carton and, and sees that she's only, what, 17, I think. She said she was 22 or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, 17. I think uh, she left when she was 16, and she'd been gone for a year. So yeah, 17. so her parents were looking for her, and, and there was a weird... I mean, he he knew that there was nothing physical was going to happen between them, even though he obviously kind of wanted it. Um, and she, at one point, warmed up to him and kind of kind of maybe thought about it but he told her no that can't happen and he ends up uh trying to return her to her family and and she gets out of the car and runs off and that's the end of the story basically Mm -hmm. right um but there there like i said there was a lot a lot more going on unsaid in the story which i i always enjoy yeah yeah um yeah well what did you think about this one i thought it it was really it was very good. I I uh, I was surprised by it. Like I said, for how it was so for a, a collection of best American mystery stories, it's not what I would have expected. Something that was so light on the genre stuff and more of just a story of two people. Yeah, yeah, no, but it was good. I, I it wasn't what I expected either at all. It, like you said, it wasn't really a mystery. I mean, there's some question as to why she left home, um, although it. You know, she she told him that uh, her her parents were mean to her, but it nothing seemed, concrete. Yeah, I mean, it seemed to be like they didn't like her boyfriend, and they grounded her or something. So you know, that, they, I mean, we don't even know if that's true from the story because true, she yeah. said she admitted to leaving home because she moved in with the boyfriend. So I mean, that was like the original lie. So we don't know if it was a boyfriend. Yeah, we don't know what the mean what mean meant. It could be she was getting beaten, or it could be. She couldn't wear red shoes. Right. She's just being a, a sulky teenager. Um, mm-hmm. No, yeah, you, that's that's one of the things I liked about it, that you don't really know. You can't really tell what, what her reasons are for why she left. Right. Um, I mean, you have to assume they would they were more than sulky teenager, more than shoes or anything like that. With the, the fact that she ran out of the car crazed right. about the entire idea and accused him of, of wanting to get the, the bounty. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to mention the fact that uh, she slept in a bus station for a while. I yeah. Mean, that's not yeah, the kind yeah. of thing you're doing just because you're annoyed with your parents. So, um, and uh, no, I thought it was actually kind of a kind of a nice story, which is not where I was expecting it to to go. You know, I thought it would be 
I thought there would be more of a crime element or, or you know, a hard-boiled darkness to it. Yeah, and there really wasn't. Just this, a sweetness of two two lost people finding each other for a short amount of time, and not in a romantic way, just in a, a right. touching touching each other's lives, and even though it ended kind of harshly. Right, and and he, you know, it ended with him ruminating on whether he'd done the right thing, kind of. Yeah. And, and uh, by trying to take her back to her parents and. And it's left up in the air. I mean, who knows? Maybe she would return to him because where else did she have to go? But she obviously lost trust for him when he tried to return her to the to her parents. So it was a yeah. It was it was a very nice character study. Um, and um, I did like how he got her attention. That was fun. Oh yeah. Well, the then that comes. That's where the uh, title of the uh, short story comes from. So he he. Uh, stuck his wallet out of his like so it was hanging out of his jacket pocket i guess is that what mm-hmm. it was um so that she could see it and he he knew that she saw it and so uh he went to go get on the train and and of course she picked his pocket and uh but he had left in his wallet just no credit cards no money just a note that said uh busted um you're quite audacious or you're so audacious uh and then something about uh, meet me tomorrow or something. And then, so they, uh, you know, he brings her coffee and they, they talk over a period of days and then she kind of disappears and then shows up at his house one day. Um, when she gets kicked out of wherever she was living. Yeah. So you, you don't really know anything. If anything she said is true the whole time. Um, yeah, just a, it's a, it's a very cool. I actually could see it being a film, although it would be, have to be a much more subtle film than Hollywood's used to churning out. I yeah, think. indie movie. Yeah, it definitely have to be an indie movie. Um, With Aubrey Plaza and I don't know who the old guy would be. Uh, James Cromwell. <laughs> he would be good. He would be really good. Yeah, I think that could work. <laughs> um, okay, get on it. Get, whoever's, whoever's listening right now and has the ability to do that, Get on it and get it made, and we'll see it, and we won't like it. No, yeah, then we'll talk shit about it, about how you ruined this story. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a... Maybe we should have done more than just two short stories, because I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm already, like, uh, we've told the whole plots. So we talked all about them. Yeah, probably, but too bad for people listening, and then they have to listen to us ramble about other stuff. Yeah, man, we, you know, we're both, we're both under the weather, so... Uh, so I'm all right with being brief today. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe maybe short stories are. Uh, you know, we never know until we try something on this show. Uh, we were talking about it before. Movies are the most difficult to watch to like make the time to watch, um, but they're the easiest to talk about. Um, whereas, like, I think music's music's a good in between because it's easy to listen to and fairly easy to talk about the songs. Um, and TV is super easy, but the episodes are so brief that, uh, you also maybe don't get a lot, a lot to talk and, about in the, in, and also with TV, we tend to, uh, move towards just quoting lines more than any other. And I don't know why, but TV, we all, are always quoting lines. I guess it's because we choose sitcoms a lot. Yeah. It comes out. We're just parroting what they said on the episode. And I, I know people enjoy that 
mostly I think people would enjoy it more if we just instead of having having conversation, we just read the script uh, like, lists of lines from different not the script, just un disjointed lines from different shows. Well that's I mean, that kind of describes some of our episodes already. Uh yeah, no, I I know what you mean. So well I mean, we would like to do novels too at at some point, but that I mean, that's, that's a whole that's a real time suck. So yeah, we've been planning on doing. Uh, Don't say it until we do it, so it's a nice surprise. Oh, okay, uh, on doing two uh, two novels, but I mean, one of them I just cannot force myself to read. I think is one of the main problems. I mean, I just don't. I don't want to read it. I'm not looking forward to reading it, even though I'm sure I could probably finish it in in a week. I think so. Easily. That's that's the shame of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but hey, you know, people don't talk about literature enough uh, when they talk about pop culture stuff. I feel like so. Uh, yeah, I, I, maybe next time when we do, we should do short stories again because I love short stories and I think more people should talk about them. But we should probably pick more than two. Yeah, maybe I, that that's probably a good idea. And well, one of my problems with short stories um, sometimes is that. Well, occasionally they make me feel dumb because I'll read one and I'm like, oh, well, but what was the point of that? Like a, a lot of short stories, especially more modern ones, they seem to just be kind of vignettes, which is fine. But I'm always like looking for, well, was there a point they were trying to make or were they just writing to describe something? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where I'm more used to... Uh, which which isn't their fault. It's it's my own thing. Where I'm used to a story having a plot, you know, a, a beginning, middle, and end. Even a short story, mm-hmm. um, where where something happens, somebody changes. There's there's an event, you know. Where whereas a lot of more modern short stories I've read, nothing happens really. It's just it's just all about a character's uh, interior state. Um, so I I find I have a hard time uh, getting what what out of it what they're trying to give to me i think you, do you like raymond carver's stuff because his stories don't often don't always have a like a beginning middle and end they but they sometimes do no yeah and i haven't read enough i uh i did a long time ago i tried him and that was he was one of the ones i was thinking of with this where where um i just had a hard time like trying to figure out what he was getting at well what i I think what i love about him is what, what you were talking about earlier where the economy efficiency of language where He'll have conversations between two people, and he'll say so much just with how, like, how he describes how someone, what someone's doing physically. And I mean, it's it's usually just a character st- a study in the relationship. Not always, but you know, relationship between a couple is often something in his stories, and it's just they're wonderful little stories. So yeah. Uh, well, I, maybe I, maybe we can do some uh, Raymond Carver short stories then uh, for a yeah, podcast we should do at some point. Raymond Chandler versus Raymond Carver. <laughs> oh that would be awesome actually that would be two completely different styles yeah and i'm chandler has short stories right he's not just all novels yeah no he has some short stories yeah, that, uh, that, i was i was just joking but I, that might be a fun idea yeah he might even have one in that uh yeah i'm looking that book that you've got oh it's not in alphabetical yep he does i'll be waiting all right so there we go and i'll let you pick a, a carver story because i like i said i'm not really familiar with him yeah, there's a couple. I, have. I mean, we'll have to. We'll we'll see how long the car. Some of the cover stories are pretty long, but we should probably do do four stories. Yeah, well, maybe we could throw Bukowski in there. <laughs> Stuff is so weird. And uh, who else? Uh, wait, who's uh, Harlan Ellison? Did he do 
short stories? This is Mr. Sci-Fi Guy, right? Yeah. I don't really know him very well. Not either. I, I confuse him with Ralph Ellison, which is a whole different deal. Oh, there's... See, have you ever read Invisible Man? No. Uh, I, I just found it tedious as hell. I couldn't get through it. Is it because you thought it was about an, an actual Invisible Man? I did, and it turned out it was about a black man. Not, not nearly as exciting. <laughs> Especially Every, in Oakland. Yeah, no. I'm. Yeah. It's just basically the story of, of my life. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate that. Um, the the uh, well, truth to power. Yeah, exactly. The, the uh, yeah, no. Everybody knows, you know. I thought everybody knows if you're if you're going to have a superpower, you want invisibility because then you can uh, see naked people and also uh, rob bank vaults. Uh, so I thought that's what it was going to be about, but no, it's about. How does being invisible make it so you can see naked people? You can sneak into like the bathroom. I mean, kind of gross. I, I guess if you're thinking of seeing naked people in terms of uh, using the I, toilet, I was thinking. I, don't, I just don't know where else. You, where Where are you going? That you can see that you're invisible. You can't walk through walls. No, you'll walk right into their apartment, or you can like stand outside their bedroom window. Well, oh, I, I mean, I just wasn't clear on how you were going to get into the into the room that they were naked. Dude, you just you just follow them and walk in right after them. They're when I walk in into a room, I close the door right behind me, so I'd have to slip in and they'd feel me. But they would, yeah. But they would never, they would never think that. Oh, there's an invisible person here. I would be the first thing I would think. Well, and I wouldn't be naked for the rest of the day, creeper. Well, I mean, so it wouldn't work with you, but I think a lot of people it, it would still work with. It's beside the the point anyway you could steal still steal a lot of money as i said that i yeah you can. yeah i would i would be down with that um you could you could take free free classes uh free uh university classes sit in the back of the room invisible get get basically a degree without paying for it but your degree would be invisible it would be but you would i mean you know you'd still you would know and that's <laughs> the most important thing but i have a question about when you're robbing a bank yeah. So you have all the money in your hands. Does that turn invisible once you pick it up? Well, I don't think it matters because you you do it after hours, and then even if they see it on the on the videotape, they just see a bunch of money floating through the air. What well, they don't have anything. Oh, that's true. But yeah. how do you get in there after hours? Dude, you get in there before hours and just hang out. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're, okay. you're invisible. There, there's no need for any kind of real uh, sneakery. That's true. Or, yeah. Right. Is sneakery a word? I think that's where they sell Nikes. Yeah. At the local sneakery. I, that's where, I, where they make Nikes. And, and uh, the doors are all only for seven-year-olds. They're like little doggy doors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that then. We'll do another short story one at some point. Um, uh, you got anything going on? Let me see. What I... I just saw... I'm trying to think if I... I saw on Netflix uh the bling ring kind of terrible i would i would not recommend it have you seen it yeah it was it wasn't that great i uh the only thing i liked about it was uh, hermione other than that it was just mediocre yeah or as as uh non nerds know her emma watson um it hasn't been long enough for her to have her, her own name yet her own identity no i, I guess mean, not do- doogie doesn't have his own identity yet and he's awesome so Doogie? The, no, that's true. That is, that is true. The, uh, she, Emma, she, I, uh, I actually forgot her name, but uh, she uh, she was good in that. 
But she, other than that, I thought it was kind of a mediocre movie. She Didn't was good. The the main chick who was the ringleader supposedly was terrible, terrible actress. Um, I don't even know who she is. But I just thought that um, I got the point about 20 minutes in. And then it, it just, kept, like, yeah, people are obsessed with celebrity culture. And, and uh, you know, these, these kids are will do anything to... To be famous or, you know, have a brush with fame or or own shit that they've stolen from famous people. And, and yes, I get it. That's uh, we place too much of a premium on that kind of thing in our culture. But after after 20 minutes of seeing them break into houses and try on clothes and then go to a club and then do some cocaine and then repeat, 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 repeat. I was like, well, you need to get to a point. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it, it was, and it felt like a, a movie written from a variety, or not variety, of Vanity Fair article. Yeah, which it was, yeah. Yeah, no, it did, because there was not that much to it. No. Uh, not enough, and no no real background on any of the characters and, and why, you know. It just, it was odd. Yeah. Um, uh, Very odd, because it's Sofia Coppola, right? Yeah. So I mean, she usually does better work than that. Yeah, uh, in general, I would say. But I mean, yeah, I, I guess I've only seen Lost in Translation, so she once did better work than that. Right, exactly. I don't even I didn't even see the one she did previous to this, so I don't know. Um, yeah, that was it. Uh, have you seen anything? I've been watching a kind of fun but dumb uh, TV show on Netflix. I just started, since I didn't feel well, I started, just wanted to have something that was uh, brain candy. I didn't, I didn't have to think for it. So I, I was going to watch Scandal, but I, even though uh, uh, we've been told many times to watch it by, oh, what's that podcast? <laughs> they should be mad at me since I don't remember the name. Jennifer's <laughs> podcast. Insert pop culture reference here. Insert pop culture. They, they recommend it highly. But anyway, I, I started watching Arrow, which is a, a, CW, a CW show, and it feels like a CW show, based on DC's Green Arrow character. Right. And it's fun. It's uh, just... Uh, I, I guess it's like Dawson's Creek. I've never watched Dawson's Creek, but I, since it's on the same kind of channel, it's the same kind of... There's angst in it romantic triangles it's not teenagers but it's but with the backdrop of a of a vigilante in the city and it's it's done really well so it's like it's like the carrie diaries but for uh superhero fans i guess i i've, I've heard nothing but bad things about the carrie diaries so i don't want to go i don't want to go with that okay uh, like gossip girl then yeah yeah okay. gossip girl supposed to be good so yeah for superhero fans so yeah it, it and um so far, I've only noticed one reference to comic books when they said something was hidden at the corner of O'Neill and Adams, which are two uh, writers that worked on Green Arrow. And I never really knew that much about Green Arrow, so I don't know how far they're veering from the comic book story. But one thing I do know that in the comic book in the 70s, they had Speedy was a was his sidekick, and Speedy was a guy, and he was a heroin addict. And in the first episode of the show speedy is his sister and it looks like she's going to get into drugs but i don't think it'll be heroin wait speedy that's his sister's nickname yeah then and they always was good at coming up with characters (laughs) (laughs) i i do have to say one nice thing about i usually do prefer marvel marvel but i think it is neat that dc has a couple of characters that are not super they just are rich oh yeah different yeah bruce wayne and uh Green Arrow. 
Oh, Green Arrow is the same. He's, it's just gadgets and stuff. Yeah, he's he's a billionaire, and and I guess they didn't realize that they were just making Bruce Wayne again without without dead parents, but nobody cared. Yeah, I'm sure they did realize it. <laughs> but why, you know, why fight a why fight a successful formula? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, is that your recommend? Well, we haven't done recommendations. No, and I just, okay, uh, just another thing. I I went to the ER on Friday. I had I, I had this cold and I went to urgent care and they they said my blood pressure was too fast and I needed to go to ER and I didn't think anything wrong and nothing was wrong so it was just a waste of a couple hours but I had some funny incidents while I was there when I was walking in there's these three girls walking in with me and they looked like they were they didn't look like they were patients I didn't know but you know you can't tell from that but as they got closer I got to hear their conversation and the one woman was like yeah so he's he's he looked at the blood test and it said there was alcohol alcohol cocaine and another drug in my system and he said i don't think you're fit to be driving an ambulance and i said well i'm the only one here (sighs) (laughs) and then when i was in there waiting it was a long wait because it's a friday night and that's when all the traumas come in um there was an old lady was there with her mother and (laughs) i don't know what happened and why this happened but another person you get much younger woman came in i figured it was her daughter but it ended up being her sister and the old lady went went back to go with the doctor or whatever. And the old lady turned to this younger woman and said, "If anything happens to her, I will kill you." Loud enough to your, for the entire uh, waiting, waiting room. Here. Nice. That and one like more, an Oakland ER room. One, yeah, this is not not inner city ER. Uh, one more was there is a family in in the waiting room and they're waiting for something. And the nurse came out and said, well, we're going to clean them up. You can come up back to see them real soon. And a, a cop came out and started talking to them and asking, well, were you there with them? And all this other stuff. And he said, you know, he tried to commit suicide, right? Loud enough for the entire waiting room to hear. So that was pleasant. Kudos to that cop. Yeah. Well, did you, did you like scan the news to see if there are any, uh, ambulance accidents or, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't want to be a witness or anybody being uh, killed by EMTs who, who didn't know what the hell they were doing. Well, yeah, the, here's a tip. If you, if you do go to the ER and you want to get seen right away, uh, you tell them, uh, you're thinking of hurting yourself or that you can't breathe. Yeah. That's, that's the way to get into the ER and not have to wait in line. Everybody. I'm not going to lie to get ahead of someone who's actually sick. Sorry. Well, I'm, well, congratulations to you, Mr. Socialist, but that's how we do things in America. And then the other thing is, if you say you're going to hurt yourself, you'll p- quickly been, be taken to a mental hospital, and I don't want that either. Well, I mean, there I didn't say there wasn't a downside to it, but you know, if you're in a rush, <laughs> you want a little a little vacation, uh, that's the way to go. I don't, I, I'm not sure I would go back to urgent care. I, I guess it was good that I went because I ended up needing antibiotics because of strep, but they they just the, oh got, the kissing disease <laughs> that's that's aids oh anyway right. when, when i got to the er the doctor's like i have no idea why they sent you over here because they freaked me out they're like their heart's gonna explode you're literally you should go right now but you just like it was probably just because you like ate a snickers or something your blood yeah, i think a that's high. what they said it's just like maybe it was hot in there whatever anyway it was I, i've never been to an urgent care that's like this before it's in the back of a supermarket what yeah, there's like back little... where they keep the milk and stuff. Right, right. I I got it. I go in there because it was I was at a bed. Like the the throat looked really bad, and I wanted to get my regular doctor is not going to be there all next week, so I wanted to go someplace 
I'd never been here before. So I asked the pharmacist, is there urgent care here? Where is it? And he's like, go to the back between the milk and the orange juice. And that's exactly where it was, between the milk and the orange juice. you got to be and fucking kidding me, dude. There's a, a, whole, uh, there's a waiting room and uh, little uh, examination rooms. There's no doctors there, nurse practitioners, which I guess is similar for this kind of, you know, if you're going in for a cold, that's all you need. So that- which is also probably why they sent me to the ER, because they're not experienced with getting someone who has that a high heart rate even if there's other reasons for it yeah no i mean it sounds like they're mostly experienced with i don't know marking down the price of eggs what a fucking weird that's like one of the those uh taco bell pizza hut combo things yeah but much scarier way scarier whoa but i i actually i seem to remember reading something about this it's a good thing because it brings medical help to people who don't usually seek it out like under underprivileged people who are going to be at the supermarket anyway and they're hoping that presence there will bring people in and, and hopefully it'll also make them realize that they can get health insurance cheaply because a lot of people get really sick and go to go to er because they don't know where else to go and if right. you're at the market and see that it's there it's easier to access and you're going to get help that you need and for most things urgent care is all you need so it's, yeah, it's like... It's a good thing, but it is jarring when you first see a doctor's office in between the milk and orange juice. That is weird. I, you you come, for the, uh, come for the Lucky Charms and then stay to treat the diabetes that the Lucky Charms gives you. Eat Lucky Charms? Get some insulin or whatever you do for diabetes. I don't know. Die. Lose a leg. I'm pretty sure it's lose a leg. That's, that's the treatment for... for that's the first diabetes. thing. First thing doctors go to. We're not sure if you have it, but let's take your leg anyway. The hacksaw. Yeah. Dude, Rust that... the hacksaw. So the, the, they, they invented in, in the Civil War because they found out the rust really helps cauterize the wound. That, is there anything they didn't figure out in the Civil War that we're still not loving to the uh, in in the modern day? Geniuses back then. Really were. Those giant sure. giants like that do not walk the earth anymore. I'm sad to say. Um, well, that's, uh, that's scary. So, but then, so did you have to pay for an urgent care appointment and then an emergency room point appointment? Cause it's both, those are kind of pricey. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see what my insurance charges me. It's, I don't have a copay. I have high deductible, so I will see what happens. Ah, got it. Yeah. The emergency room is going to be expensive. I hope I don't get charged for all of it. We'll see how my insurance deals with it, but I have tried not to think about that. Yeah. Bring it up. Sure. Anytime. Well, it's like, it's like, I mean, at first when they said that, I was like, well, I don't want to go to the emergency room. I have to pay the bill. And I'm like, what, what if I'm wrong and it's not nothing? So I had to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have the, the, the hospital near here, near here has this, this system where you can sign up to get discounted healthcare if you live in the area and, and make it under a certain amount. So it won't be that bad. That Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, unless I'm bleeding to death, I'm pretty much, I'll wait until Monday. <laughs> uh... I, I just i i was just i was i've i got sick on like tuesday or wednesday and things weren't getting better and i thought of jim henson i'm like i should go to a doctor uh, yeah I, I do the same thing yeah anytime i uh whenever i stub my toe or whatever and i think of jim henson and i'm like oh well you know jim henson died because he didn't go to doctor soon enough no, I, I, I do I'm, okay i'm playing along with you i wasn't playing it's a serious topic <laughs> Mupp- more Muppets. Oh, the new Muppet movie. That's a, that's my recommendation. That trailer. No, it's not. Okay, recommendations. Oh, recommendation time. Oh, I guess I guess I'm done talking then. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I actually didn't have anything. I just want to make you feel bad. Uh, 
yeah, uh, recommendations. Um, oh, well, no, I'm not done telling you because I was going to say they, my, uh, they tried to sell me on that high deductible plan at work and I, I, I wasn't having it. Uh, I have Kaiser and it is kind of expensive this, this year, especially at the cost went up 250% per Jeez. month. I know, but it's just so much easier. And I have like these two monthly prescriptions that, you know, I don't want to have to go try to get from another new doctor and shit. Yeah. And, uh, well, I, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And you know, it's, it's all, I mean, there's no deductible or anything with Kaiser. So it's, it's just, it's straight ahead. And I just like not having the hassle of it. Well, I, I switched to high deductible because since I, I've, I haven't had a lot of doctor stuff to go to in the past couple of years. And once you reach a deductible, it's it's 100% covered. Right, right. No, and it's good can, for you, yeah. Yeah, so it, it depends on your situation. Right. No, for somebody like me who never really goes in, um, and, yeah. and if I do, it's just, what, a $15 copay. Right. Those um, copays add up, so that's why the, the, high, the high deductible is good for some people. It makes sense for you, yeah. Mine, I just, I don't ever really go, so. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay, let's go to recommendations now. So, what do you got? Uh, there's a Tumblr called AmericanCaptainComic.tumblr.com, and it's a imagination, uh, imaginary story of Captain America doing a a comics diary. Oh, you told me about this. And it's really fun. It's not it's not a, a comic book story where he's always getting into fights and stuff. It's just his inner 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 thoughts about how he feels coming to, you know, coming from the forties into the modern era. And like, he kind of has PTSD and how he deals with, with the world as a, as a person who's comes from a violent world and just trying to understand things. And it's really well written and a lot of fun. All right. What's it called again? Sorry. American captain comic Okay, cool. Um, I will check that out. The, the the actual name is Steve Rogers, American Captain, a diary comic. And I think they they stay away from copyrighted stuff close enough that I don't. I'm hoping they don't get taken down. Yeah, I I don't know how Marvel is with that stuff. I mean, I know Star George Lucas is really cool about that kind of thing, but I, I don't know. They'd have to really. They're you know they don't seem like prints to me necessarily. Yeah. Um, uh, and they'd have to. There's so much fan fiction and shit all over the internet about everything that I can't imagine uh, anything will come of this. Um, but thanks for uh, alerting more people to it. Uh, so it can possibly get taken down, Pat. Jesus Christ. The more people who know, the better it is. Because I don't want this copyright infringement to go on. I really, I feel, I feel like a personal duty is to protect Disney's copyrights across the world. Oh no, I agree. Um, be, because they're not—they've never been compensated uh, substantially enough for what they do, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, uh, Mickey Mouse was created, and it's—it's it's barely fed any any mouse. Yeah, no, no. That, I mean, the the Disney Corporation basically hemorrhaging money every every month. You look at their financial reports. Uh, and people say 85 years is not enough for a copyright for a character like Mickey Mouse. Well, how long is it long enough? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the the most uh, beloved characters uh, this side of uh, Bram Stoker, Mickey Mouse, uh, brought joy to millions. Never, never seen a penny from from that character. Uh, and and you know the 
you go to the amusement parks it's it's super cheap they're they're really just giving it away they're not making any money on that so um come on people they have to make it somewhere yeah yeah exactly uh, i say a thousand year copyright on on mickey mouse at, at least. least yeah i look at look at jesus he's yeah. going on 2000 already and, and no one complains about the church's copyright on him no and he he doesn't bring joy to nearly as many people as mickey mouse Look how much they complain when the Buddhist people try to use Jesus in their ceremonies. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I know. It's a it's a big bone of contention, and uh, and you know those those Buddhists, man, they they don't forget. So, uh, like elephants in that way too. Yeah, they, I mean, Buddhists are essentially the elephants of of people. Um, they also uh, like to eat uh, grass and peanuts and peanuts. Yes. Let's let's not forget, and and they like to uh, stand on big rubber balls, occasionally. Um, recommendation for me. God damn, I had one. Uh, I had one in mind. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do. We talked about it before, but I haven't. It was never a specific rec- recommendation of me. I'll uh, I'll say uh, another tumbler. Uh, horsey surprise. Oh yeah, just hilarious. Cool. Yeah, he Everyone goes. Get a horse surprise every week. Every yeah, day. he goes and trolls the uh, comment sections of various uh, internet sites, and uh, it's as I mentioned on the on the Get a Life episode. It's one of the things that just makes me uh, giggle uncontrollably. Uh, after after reading a few, the the longer I read, the the funnier everything gets. It's one of those. I have a recommendation on top of that. Then, um, it's oh, I'm gonna have, I'll have to do it next time. There's a there's a Tumblr out there where oh it's there it is it's not a Tumblr it's a website called text text uh, text catastrophe with this guy I don't know if it's one guy or a group of people he goes out in public and he finds people who have their public their phone numbers out in public and he writes he texts them uh, so and he does it and let me see if I can find one that's short to give you the idea he like texts them and fucks with them I assume yeah and it's pretty much always really funny if you go to the catastrophe yeah, T E X T A S T R O P H E dot com. And the first one he goes to, it's someone uh, has a painting in a in a local like diner or coffee shop, and he texts to offer a price to buy the painting. And the guy's like, "That's too low. I'm not going to take it for that." And he negotiates a little bit more, and he's like, "Listen, I'm going to I'm going to tell you the truth. My kid just uh, covered it with with uh, peanut butter, and I'm trying to get it off, and I I want to make things right, but." You know, I, I I can't pay three hundred fifty dollars for it. And I'm trying to wipe the peanut butter. Anyway, it goes on from there. And it's really funny. So All right, I'll check that out. Textastrophe. Oh well, I'll I'll give a second one too. Then um, I've previously recommended uh, Doug Loves Movies podcast. He has another. Well, he has it. It comes out as a podcast, but it's also a video uh, thing, which is which is how you should check it out. I think um, it's called uh, Getting Doug with High, and. <laughs> It's basically he has comedians or famous people come on and get high with him and talk about it and um, or and just, you know, just talk while they're high. And uh, the latest one, he gets high with uh, Aubrey Plaza and Aaliyah Shawkat, who is maybe on Arrested Development and uh, April on Parks and Rec. So uh, it's a it's it's a cool series. I I recommend checking it out. I, I will. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Find the one on on YouTube. It's better than listening. And he, at the end of every episode, he has like some comedian or some uh, magician come out and do magic tricks for them while they're high. 
<laughs> so it's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's it for me. So uh, I guess I guess we're good, huh? I think so. It's not wasn't too short. Um, and by too short, I mean the Oakland rapper. So uh, so next. Is there week... also an Oakland rapper named Too High? No, because there's no such thing as being too high in Oakland. Um, next week, I think uh, we decide we're going to do Big Star, right? Yes. So next week we will do, I'll, I'll give these records to you, Pat, uh, Big Star's first record and their last record. They only made three records, so it's not really all that. Well, they're reformed, but nobody counts those. Um, so it'll be uh, it'll be Big Star next week, and uh, and we'll have a bonus episode coming up soon. And uh, we have some another, another new guest in the works uh, for the future. Um, By the time so, you listen to this, we'll probably already have a bonus episode up. Yeah, I... Well, you we most undoubtedly will. So, uh, so enjoy Look back that. Back in the past for it. What, go yes, go travel travel uh, four days to the past, and and check that bonus episode out. It was hilarious, as I remember, if I recall correctly. Uh, I thought it was stupid. But yeah. Whatever. Well, we we disagreed on that on that episode. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So so a lot of things coming up and. Uh, and happy uh, Yom Kippur or uh, Ramadan or whatever's going on uh, this time of year to to all you uh, uh, unclean religious people um, who are not the chosen people. Um, we still we'll still give you a shout out. But uh, until next time, goodbye everybody. Goodbye.